Welcome to this special Toonami Faithful podcast exclusive. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have my co-host, V-Lord. Hello. And we have the honor to speak to the producer at IGPX USA, Maki Terashima Fruta. It's IG USA. You just said IGPX. That's the name of the title. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Sketch clearly has IGPX on the brain. That's good. Well, I do like that series. Still, <laughs> still one of Toonami's best original co-productions. For sure. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll roll with it. <laughs> As producer on a housing complex C, uh, what roles did you serve? I did everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I did everything. I did. I did everything from finding the studio and finding, you know, like, um, well, supervising the production and all the way up to localization and to delivering. So yeah, usually like when I produce something, I do everything. But like for this one, like I I did a lot more because this was something new and um, we weren't expecting to make um, you know this until we discovered that uh, the the other show Uzumaki is being delayed and we needed something to fill that space to to so that you know um, we can um keep keep uh the original or the anim- the new anime on adult swim going and uh this sort of like came about suddenly and um jason demarco asked me if i knew of a studio that can do a mini series he always gives me so much freedom to discover what i want to do and like you know bring to him and all that so when i reached out to the studio and i told them that we need a really scary horror but it has to be just four episodes. And but other than that, you're free to pitch me anything that you think would be funny. I mean, fun. And um, he brought in uh, uh, Amphibian's IP or he actually spoke with an Amphibian who had um, an idea. And this happens to be Housing Complex C. And um, he's um, the, rig- the the president of the studio has been a huge fan of Amphibian, Amphibian, who's a game creator, and he's played his games before. So Amphibian pitched um, this concept, which I read, and I thought that it would be great because it's spooky and it's horror, and it's inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, which Jason also a fan is a fan of. And I spoke with Jason about it. And he's like, "Well, great, you know, let's let's give it a shot." And um, I had this script written I read it it was all great and I just told them to make it as scary as possible very spooky but one thing that I told them I gave them a lot of freedom but one thing I I told them was to make every episode um cliffhanger so that people will want to watch the next episode of course so which they did and uh they did more than I had expected so so I'm very happy with how this came about Wow, it sounds like you were very involved in this production. Yes. So along with that, did uh, did you help select the, the opening and ending songs for the production? No, that was actually up to them because like, um, you know, it was, we didn't have a lot of production schedule anyway. So I just told them, well, this is the budget. This is the schedule. Just make something, you know, amazing, you know, within that. And um, it's free for you to decide which character designer you want to use and is there's any music that you want to use like just 
pitch it to me first and if it's great if you know I approve so it was it was all their idea and uh, on the topic of amphibian given that he's known mainly for games of visual novels mm -hmm. was it an intentional choice to get like a horror writer that hasn't traditionally worked in anime you know it was all unplanned um i i'm sure the president of the studio thought that amphibian would be i mean he's a very i've never met him in person but just based on how he tweets and like you know what he says mm -hmm. and all that like he's he's a very mysterious person and um when <laughs> you know and uh i don't know if you well you you guys saw the interview that i showed yes anime yeah. expo it's creepy right i mean <laughs> what? What? <laughs> i need like a creepy person to be making shows like that you know so, but i'm sure like he's a he's a wonderful per person he may not be like as creepy as he says he is like in real person but like yeah i mean i i thought he was brilliant and he's nice. very smart too i mean like when i ask him questions because like housing complex c is a bit complicated isn't it i mean it's very information heavy and there's mm. it's very cultural and there's a lot of things that i was not sure about and in order to um do the english dub of it i needed to have some of my questions answered and i would ask him some questions and like he'll come back with like so much information like i wish i could share all his answers with the fans once you know you you watched the the entire four four episodes the way that his concept is so immense it's so vast that although housing complex c is just four episodes this could have easily been made into a 12 episode series it's that much information so what you're seeing in housing complex c is just a very small portion of of his idea there's so much other character development and world and history behind it all although four episodes seem very short we were able to put in so much information in four episodes which to a lot of people thought that it might be too much too much information but it's just a very very small portion of what he created so ah. given that like uh house and comic c was like meant to kind of replace uzumaki for this year was that why it was made as a miniseries as opposed to kind of a full like 12 13 episode title then it was not really to replace like maybe i i worded it wrong but i you know jason and i have always wanted to start this horror anime genre on tanami mm -hmm. and uzumaki was going to be the first but because there's been a delay and um I had that extra time to produce another show and uh, the studio was in need of another project. So everything sort of like all fit together and um, that's how this was created. But uh, maybe um, if the show does well, I mean, it's doing well, I think, but if, if, if Jason feels that we want, people want to see more of it, and I certainly would want to consider making a sequel to Housing Complex C. Maybe it's called Housing Complex D or something. <laughs> ah, everybody's making that joke. That would be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go through all the letters of the alphabet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What happened to A and B, though? I mean, like, you know. Those are good questions. Right? Maybe there's a story there. Wait, did you guys watch the last episode yet? 
Yes. Yeah. And you didn't find out what happened to A and B? Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we missed something in there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's such a information dense uh, uh, show that if you watch it only once, there's a lot of things that you may have missed. So mm -hmm. as a producer, I watch like everything from like animatics to rough animation to final animation and the dub and the sub and all that. And I probably watched this show like more than 10, 20 times. But just last night, because I was trying to prepare for this interview, I watched the last episode again and I still saw something new that I didn't see before. Like, you know, the last 20 times I watched it, I missed it. It's that it's it's this like kind of show where you and you can enjoy it multiple times, and every time you watch it again, you'll discover something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've rewatched the first episode a few times already, and every time I'm going through it, like you said, it's like you see all these new details. It's like yeah. it's really amazing how many like small little like exactly. uh, hints and foreshadowing are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even like in episode three. Wait, episode three. Yeah, episode three. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, when Taka dies, right? Mm, uh, yes. Did you guys see Taka being hung from the ceiling? Yes, yes, you I blink did. Blink and you miss it. You blink and you miss it, right? I know it's just that quick. Yeah, there's a, a lot, lot of moments like that. It. Yeah. Uh, going along with that, there's since there's so many blink and you miss it clues in the show, were there perhaps any not plot related Easter eggs that were somewhere in there? What do you mean? Just uh, little things to look for that don't oh. really have anything to do with the plot. Well, I guess like, um, you know, we don't have the subbed version yet. And then um, I'm preparing that to be released soon. But there's a lot of um, on-screen Japanese that haven't been translated yet. Oh, so yes, there is. Information. I mean, like, maybe it was a good idea that we didn't translate all that because, like, I think your brain will be too full if you have to, like, read everything. Because We don't all want to end up like Taka. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, but once we release the sub-version, sub I'm hoping to... Um, you know, subtitle all the little on-screen text that are in Japanese right now um, into English. So hopefully that will um, give you more information, but I don't know if anybody is like looking for more information because like nowadays people just want to sit, sit around, eat popcorn and just watch it through. They don't want to, they don't want to think, you know, they just want to get scared, but they don't really want to think. I think a lot of people feel that way. But at the same time, there's a lot of, you know, other people that like to think and that like to get all the information possible. So yeah, I will release that soon, hopefully. <laughs> it seems, it seems like, um, Bill, the director, and Marin, the 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 script adapter, had to do a lot of heavy lifting with yeah. all of this important information, and of course, Jake having to say so much of it as Taka. Yes, I know, I know. I'm like, stop talking, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had excellent delivery. It was all very, uh, you know, it kept you at the edge of your seat. Yeah. And since you mentioned on Twitter that you yeah. had. Ryan Colt Levy in mind early on for Rubel. I was wondering how much input you had on selecting the cast. I I selected um, Ryan. Yay! You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> there, 
excellent choice and he, yeah, he, he did actually, a fantastic performance yeah mommy was the casting director but like i actually pitched to her like these are the people that i want to use like i don't know if they're available uh but ideally you know um i those are the people that i had in mind so although i wasn't really like i'm not really into casting and like you know i don't i've only i only know the people that i work with there's like a whole bunch of other talents out there that mommy and you know stephanie always like introduced me to but like based on the people that i had worked with um you know their voices sort of like match the characters that i had in mind so um i i um, pitched to her who I wanted to use and Ryan was definitely one of them did you have any like favorite scenes or uh characters from the show I actually like Khan a lot because he's like a gentle giant and like he's such a nice person and like there's a lot of people like him you know in this world too who are misunderstood and who are who look and who who appear and who um who are portrayed as sort of slow and dumb, but in reality, they know so much and like, they're just so nice and so understanding. So like Khan is like one of my favorite characters. Mm. Yeah, he was my favorite as well, actually. Yeah, Yeah, and Bob did a brilliant job, you know, uh, playing Khan, so. Yes, it takes a certain talent to be able to convey the inability to communicate well. I know. And I think he he did a a good, respectful job with that. Speaking of respectful, there's a lot of culture in this production. Uh, First of all, I don't think it's ever been completely clear what nationality the interns are. (laughs) I knew you were going to ask that. (laughs) Was that intentional or is is there actually a, a nationality that was intended? There was a nationality intended, but like we decided to not disclose it because I, you know, there's already like a lot of comments uh, from the fans saying how this is, uh, 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 you know, there's a lot of racism and all that, but that was really not a, our intention. And then if you, if you say that they're from this nationality, I think your focus goes there more. So like we just said, just vaguely, you know, Middle Eastern, that's it, you know, but then like, I don't think, you know, I, if you watch the last episode, you'll know for sure that this is not a race um, racist show because it's not, you know, that's not where we're trying to um, t- target. But then, um, you know, Lovecraft always has the xenophobia in there. So discrimination and racism is always in there. So we kind of like added that as sort of like a spice. We wanted to, well, maybe this might be a spoiler, but we wanted the viewers to think that they're the culprits you know but it's not i think it's good that the show approached racism and and did so seriously because there's plenty of series that are just subtext or you know they don't really go into it but to actually tackle the issue head on and and show how minor things add up to people not accepting each other and i think that's i think that's a a good message (laughs) that (laughs) that you know that we're not so different you know that's always a good message what do you think should be the takeaway for the viewers after they see housing complex c all the way through 
I just want people to like it. I just want people to enjoy it. So far, they've loved. They, um, I think everybody enjoyed it except for a few. Some people thought that it was too complicated. But like, even if it's complicated, you know, I want you to see it till the end and decide then whether you like it or not. Because people, I don't want people to say anything negative without watching it. You know, that happened to a lot of my shows in the past where like they complain about the show. Without even watching it, you know, like if you watch it, if you hate it, then you can complain all you want. But like, don't do it without watching, you know, that's kind of like rude to to any other viewers who are maybe interested in watching it. But like just by reading like how they say like, oh, it's not worth it or like it's boring or whatever without even watching it. It's not that's kind of like a turn off. So I just want I'm not really expecting anybody to like say anything positive but i if people can just enjoy it and they can feel the spookiness during this perfect season that's all i care about and like if they like it just they like it all right well you have plenty of other projects coming up is yeah. there anything that you can tell us about the upcoming fooly coolies or uzumaki <laughs> uh then that'll get you in trouble yes i know right jason's scary i don't want to say anything <laughs> he's a you big he's a big guy he's a big guy yeah <laughs> uzumaki is not canceled it, we're still making it you know we haven't announced when it's going to release but it it's definitely um in production and uh it's coming out great like i am the only person who have seen the progress and i'm dying to show it to you well maybe hopefully before the end of end of the year we might be able to show you another trailer or two we'll, we'll see you know but uh people have been very supportive you know uh people have been patient and i really appreciate that but i want to make sure that I really owe it up to the fans, you know. I want to, I want to, I want to do it right, but I don't want to release it. I want, I don't want to rush it so that people end up seeing something mediocre. I want to blow everybody's mind away. We're making something that nobody has ever seen before. It's a brilliant animation. It's a new. We're using this new technique that nobody has ever used before, just to recreate the fine detailed lines of Junji Ito's artwork you know, just um, give us a little more time and we will definitely have it released. And as far as Hoodie Coodie 4 and 5 goes, we're in production as well. Uh, the stories are both very good. They're not really related to one another. Hoodie Coodie 4 is a sequel to Hoodie Coodie Alternative, but Hoodie Coodie 5 is, I'm sorry, Hoodie Coodie 4 is something completely different, which is coming out before Hoodie Coodie 5. And uh, Furikuri 5, which we're, we call uh, Furikuri Shoegaze, is a sequel to Furikuri Alternative. Right, I got that, because Shoegaze is a form of alternative music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caught on to that. Yes. Well, we are, we're very excited for those. You know, take all the time you need on Uzumaki. We're best. sure it's going to be amazing. Thank you. Just... Just don't give us release dates until you're ready. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what hurts the most. It's coming October 2022. I know. Or not. <laughs> Every single trailer has looked beautiful, though. And it's like yeah. a huge fan of the Uzumaki manga. I'm like so excited for when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to say anything until we know for sure that it's coming out. 
Yeah. And I wish everybody was like you, Sketch. I mean, like everybody was like, you know, so, I mean, people have been very patient, but some people are, aren't patient, but it's okay. I could understand. Well, thank you so much for your time. We love having a chat with you and uh, we're looking forward to the thank future you. productions. Thank you so much. It's always been great. Like, you know, talking to you guys, you guys have been like my biggest supporters. Oh, thanks. And with uh, that, I guess we're done.